Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 146 of Birds vs. Boys. It is time for the divisional round. Aiden, there are three teams left from our division in this playoffs. The Commanders are sitting at home. The Eagles are going to be at home. The Cowboys are going to be in San Francisco. Last weekend, the Cowboys finally got it done. Their first playoff victory on the road in 30 years, almost to the date. They beat Tom Brady in the first time ever. I've never seen that before in my life. And the Eagles were at home eating shitty pizza. How are you, my friend? Fantastic. As a fan point of view, it's game week and it's the playoffs and we have a home game. As a podcaster who hosts a podcast centered around this rivalry, you can't ask for much more than this to the fact that both of our teams are still alive. But before we get we too far ahead of ourselves, to play each other next week. That would be the ultimate. That is what we need podcast wise. Before we get too into it, I would just like to thank our new sponsor, uh, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is the best chain pizza around. Uh, I would suggest the double crust or double stuffed crust pizza. Everybody loves it. I sprinkle a little pepperoni on there. Have some breadsticks on the side. So thank you to Pizza Hut for sponsoring our podcast. I will say, uh, I've only had Papa John's once. Stinks. Awful. Um, I actually have not. Like I. I kind of get it. Like every once in a while you crave like shitty fast food, right? Like, yeah, you just do every once in Usually a while. Crave so I'm not going to 30 in the morning after the bar, but yeah, I'm not going to crush. I, I just, I kind of am so like locked in on the Cowboys and 49ers that like, and I'm still on a high from that game on Monday night. Like I haven't even really paid it. I'm like, wait, what are they arguing about? Like I see the tweets and I kind of like, just like half read them. And I'm like, okay, I don't, like our guy Tuck too. I know he has some crazy tweets that he always puts out and wildness, but he even like quote tweeted. I don't know if you saw it. One of the That's Giants first fans take and was like, star and Mike yeah, Dagan. Yeah, exactly. Tuck to you. <laughs> he was like, that was quote awesome. tweeted a Giants podcast and was like, I think Eagles fans will give you more bulletin board material this week than Sirianni eating pizza. Hut. Yeah, I I don't know if you heard the full quote, but I don't even know how this became a thing. He was just saying that they watched the game at the facility and said that they were he was like, I was craving we were craving pizza, so we got pizza. I don't really get that. Like, what were they supposed hut. to do? Were they supposed to be like seated upright the whole game, like like this? Like, I like the I mean. Like I have no idea to... how this one, like even the uh, the shirt controversy from last year, I understand how that got misconstrued and yep. and became a controversy. I have no idea how this one did. I did not I, think I, we would be starting our podcast talking about pizza on pizza. I will say, I like, it's my last point on it, because I know we have a lot to get to in two big games and a different type of TikTok tonight. Uh, pizza Hut is better than Domino's, and it's better than yes. Papa John's. So as far as yes. chains go, I, it's I the best option. And, it's, and, and also, Giants fans. When people watch film, scouts, coaches, but they eat food when yes. they're watching film. Okay. So most that's just times pizza because yeah. it's quick. Yep. Coaches and NFL coaches, college coaches aren't exactly beacons of health. Can you usually I, get three it, hours of sleep and eat terrible food? You know, what's funny about that is like when you see a, a prep, well, Biden's already ancient, but like when you see a president <laughs> become president, like, like Obama, Mm-hmm. And through the eight years, you see them how quickly they get old and they get great yeah. coaches. You see how quickly they get fatter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like like Mike Vrabel. Now I'm like, wait, what happened? And even Sir, Sirianni, like he had that like it's a Philly thing. Like I'm like, weren't you like yeah, and weren't you like really skinny last year? 
Yeah, it just it drains you. All you mm-hmm. all you do is watch film and coach the team for yep. months. Barely see your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and fly to games. It's crazy, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I guess the Pete's became a, a controversy, and uh, never thought we'd be here in a week where yep. three NFC's teams are in the divisional round of the playoffs, and we're starting talking about pizza on pizza. Who would have the big? The big bad New York media is asking Brian Dable if he walks on water. I don't know if you saw that quote. They literally they, asked him. I know they asked him his like what he eats. Nope. They asked if him if he walked on water right. and tried to turn water into wine this week. Because they're literally calling him Jesus. I mean, you know, I like Dable. We're gonna get into the I'm fearful I of love Dable. Dable. So do I. And I think he's yeah. gonna build a monster of a team. I really do. I, I was about to say, you give this team like an actual common sense logical draft and they don't miss, like they're they're gonna be good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's right now. And we'll get into that, but just like a lot of the signs, I'm like, you, you guys aren't you guys aren't acting like you're in right in the moment. Yeah. So uh, previewing these games, I, you know, we're not really gonna preview all the games here. If if, if you want to tell everybody what we're doing for the TikTok, that'll kind of touch on the other games yeah so we can at least touch on the other games tonight for the tiktok instead of doing power rankings i feel like you can't really we've been doing it all year thank you to everybody who commented special thank you to everybody who commented and told us that we forgot the vikings uh no we didn't we didn't that's why we're not talking about them this week and they're at home so power rankings we're going to end with that and then we are going to do we're going to spin a wheel whatever it lands on we have every game in the wheel We'll spin the wheel. Whatever game it lands on, we'll give you a prediction. So say it spins, it's Kevin's turn. He gets Chiefs, Jags. He'll tell you who wins and why. And we'll go through all the games. So we'll get to each. So uh, that'll be the TikTok tonight so we can touch on the other games. But at this point, we know what we need to do. How many chances? This podcast can go on for 40 years. How often are we going to get this opportunity right now? I, I hope every year. Well, for my sake, I hope we can talk about the Cowboys every year. I hope we never talk about the Eagles again. But um, – how do you want to structure this? Because we, I, I'm thinking of it, we can do it one or two different ways. We could go in chronological order. Obviously, the Eagles play first. They play on Saturday night. The Cowboys play Sunday evening. Or we could go in the other direction with the Eagles being the one seed, so saving that game for second. Completely up to you. I can spin the wheel because both games are on the wheel. You could spin the wheel. Uh, I think the wheel is just, and we leave it up to the wheel. Can you hear the little sound that it makes? No, but I can. All right. I'm going to spin it and let's see what we got. Oh, it gave me Bill's bangles. That's not what I wanted. Nope. I want that one. This is this is great audio. Oh, <laughs> right. We got Cowboys 49ers. So we're starting with you. All righty. Wheel so, is just the wheel is fair. The wheel is right. So Dallas Cowboys, 49ers, Fox. Saturday, 6.30. Sunday, Sunday, sorry. 6.30, Santa Clara, California. Um, Redemption. It's a rematch of last year's wildcard game that took place in Dallas with the 49ers becoming victorious after the Cowboys ran up the middle of the field with the quarterback (laughs) with 13 seconds left, and they ran out of time. Every time I rewatch that, Aiden, I don't know about you, what really gets me is the audio. Uh, of Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And Jim Nance is like, they're going to run out of time. And Tony Romo's like, no, they're not. They're going to have time to clock it. And then it's like, click, click, click. And you just hear Tony Romo go, oh, oh my gosh. 
They're, 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 I will never forget the disbelief of that moment and the pure joy of just watching you guys fail in that oh, magnitude. Oh my, God, in oh that my gosh. That was my, I was like, what, what is, I almost like, I was like, did I just, like, I didn't, that didn't just happen, right? Like, I was like, my I TV glitched. It. Oh, God. But I tweeted out this week, I'm going to watch that clip over and over and over and over again this week to gear myself up. Did now, you watch? Did you also watch the clip of when they came out of the locker room yeah. to Super Gremlin yes. by Kodak Black, and the yes. doors busted open and the game ended right there, and we all wasted yes. our time well, pulling out. So, I don't think it ended. It, it almost ended there. Where it really ended was right after they came out, and they show the Cowboys walking out disheveled, like one by one, with no music, and just like. Then I knew it was over. Jimmy G being more hyped than the entire team was was a, a bit of a red flag. And that was that was not good. So that's where that's where it needs to needs to start. Now I'm I mean I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago, not the playoff game, but the regular season game in Seattle when the Niners came out and like Trent Williams was giving the middle finger to all the fans and uh, I forget who it was one of the safeties grabbed some little kid's like Seahawks sign and ripped it in half ripped and threw it, it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So that was better on the road. Yeah, yeah. So I hope so. Um, it, it, so it's get to that I, point. <laughs> or no, no, no I, I'm, I'm, I'm on like a, my brain right now is like one of those mice. that's just like running. Cause I have so much I want to talk about and I'm so excited and so scared all at the same time. So you want me to guide yeah. you? You want me to guide you in? Well, I was just going to say, so last week I was all out, you know, that you negative, yeah. negative Nancy. And that's I was, I, I like till literally when Noah Brown didn't get the onside kick and, but they were still up by like 21. I was like, yep. See, we're going to blow this with like a minute 14 <laughs> left. Um, but pleasantly surprised. I like to go into games like that. I'm kind of scaring myself with positivity this week a little bit. Oh. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> this, this was set up too perfectly. The one yeah, time you're positive, you're going to lose like three touchdowns of the 49ers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Now, now, I'm not totally positive. I'm never going to pause the pot out of you again. They're not going to go in there, and Dak's not going to play the game that he just played against the Bucs. The Niners' defense is obviously a lot better than than the Bucs, even though the Bucs do, do have players. And, I mean, Vita Vea, I thought of that first, like, second snap where he just came up the middle. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they they rallied. So, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are going to go in there and win 31-14. to 14. Um, But I, I, I don't know. I have a weird feeling they're going to – they're they gonna the, nine, <laughs> the Niners. The Niners have won 11 straight games. That's a lot of games in a mm-hmm. row without a loss, right? Um, yes, Brock Purdy is still a rookie. He's still Mr. Irrelevant. We have not seen him do almost anything wrong. They also, I mean, Aiden, they haven't played the best schedule in the last 11 weeks either. No, no. And I, so that was the one thing like they asked, uh, they asked Max on part of my take. They were like, as an Eagles fan, are you worried? Like it could come down if you played the 49ers based on the way they looked. And it was, he was like, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, not really because look who they're playing, look who they would have to play. Like, the sample size is the teams that are bad. Now, it's like, yeah, like, the the Seahawks have a good quarterback. The Cowboys and Eagles have a better one. 
Like, yeah, they have a, a good defense. The Cowboys and Eagles have a better one. They have a so they have a good running back in in uh, Ken Murray, and but the the Cowboys have and the Eagles have a better one. It's just like they're good. Now the yep. 49ers have to play better ones. Yes, and so if you look back, their last loss was October twenty third to the Chiefs. They lost forty four to twenty three at home to the Chiefs. Okay. Now the Chiefs' offense has been mind blowing this year, even without Tyreek Hill, which is just unbelievable to think about. Um, but <laughs> So to start this 11 game run, they beat the Rams at in the uh at LA which they always do every year. The Rams. So uh 31-14. Then they beat the Chargers at home 22-16 which Chargers are always going to charger. Um, I was about to say it's good to be free, right? Like I yeah. feel like with Dobby when he got that sock, I'm yeah. free. I never have to care about the Chargers I, again. I, that was just Insane. Sorry to interrupt your going through. This <laughs> no, it's but true. Though. Are they serious? Like, do they how have do a you, sense of semblance of shame? How do you run the ball eight times in the second half with that kind of lead? It's ridiculous. Oh my god, Brandon. Stanley, and you have lost in that. You know. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry, we can't. They, we they, no, they even don't my wife. My wife like went to. So my when I was watching the game, my wife looked at the screen. She was like, just like on her phone, and then she's like, wait. Is this a playoff game? When it was like 24 to nothing, I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, all right, I'm going to bed. And the next morning, I'm like, guess what? She's like, what? I'm like, the Jaguars won. She's like, what? I'm like, nope, that was a playoff game. Yep. Uh, so, all right, so they beat the Chargers. Then they beat the horrible Cardinals, 38 to 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they beat the Saints the at game? home. Huh? Saints, okay. Thank you for beating the Saints. Helps 13 us. nothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm sure that was a bad weather game. Uh, then they beat the Dolphins, 33-17. That's not a bad win, but also, hold on. Who played quarterback? Hold on. Tua Tua did play that game. I remember that game. It was Tua. Tua was 18-33, 295 yards, three two picks. touchdowns, two interceptions. Two. All right. But, yeah, so Tua did play in that game, though. Ah, that, that, that was, was the game. That was the game Jimmy G got hurt. Yes. He was 2-4, and then Brock came in and was 25-37. Not bad. Not bad. Um, all right. So then they beat the Bucks 35-7. Guess what? The Cowboys basically just did that exact same thing on the road. They Niners did that at home. Then they beat the 49ers. The or they beat the Seahawks 21-13. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Commanders 37 to 20. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Overtime against Jared Stidham and the Raiders. The Raiders. They gave yeah. up 30 plus. Uh, then they they went 38-13 against the Cardinals to end the season, which they should do with third string quarterback playing for the Cardinals. And then they go on to win 41 to 23 at home against Seattle in a game that was tied, I believe, at halftime. Not, uh, Seahawks were playing well, but that's the mo of the Niners, right? What we've seen lately is the defense will give up some big plays. They will bend a little bit in the first half, but then they just smother you in the second half. And that and is forced a big turnover, which I think yes. if you're a Cowboys fan is probably what you're concerned about is is Dak and the interception issues that he's had aside from the other night, which I feel like has to make you confident. But yes. it's it's you got to stay away from the back breaking turnover, which was the strip sack of Geno Smith back last Saturday, which kind of just ended that game. Uh, speaking of insane. um turnovers and the Cowboys did you see the insane like I hate when when 
broadcast do this the insane bottom line that they just put on randomly in like the third quarter they're like oh zeke and pollard together have zero fumbles i'm like what as as they're just like handing it off to pollard i'm like what what are we doing why are we doing this right it's now like luckily they flash like he's made 26 straight extra points oh, oh then he might miss four in a row moment of silence for brett maher um <laughs> and okay we're gonna be ladies and gentlemen this is an all over the place podcast because this did you hear the whole thing about markers with kicks i didn't holders? fully understand it okay i'll, I'll explain it to you because i heard it uh explained very well today on the radio so kickers uh the holders apparently this was like an emphasis that started in the giants eagles last game of the season game this is where it kind of started a, a ref kind of saw this and then all of a sudden the nfl was like yeah you can't do this in the playoffs which first of all is bullshit if, if they've been letting this happen all season you can't just all of a sudden sudden in the playoffs like nope you can't do this because it's i don't I don't think it's something that's in the rule books. It's not a penalty. It's not like, it's just like, no, don't do that. So I guess some holders will put like a marker down where they need to put the ball. Like anger for the Cowboys, apparently what he does and what he did in the playoff game the other day, he grabs a couple strips of, of uh, grass that are painted white and he puts it down just so he can see like the, okay, this is my mark. Yep. And that happened in the game the other day. And the ref was like, no, you can't do that. And wiped it away. So people are saying maybe that got into Maher's head. That's, you know, this is not my kickers are so finicky that this is not my. So now I'm a little nervous. Like, is that now that they can't do this marker? I guess thing? I should be nervous too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know that whole, they're, they're not going to, they signed a kicker to the practice squad today i mean he's not going to be if he's elevated see this is this is what what would you do like and this has been a big topic like they're not going to just cut him he's had a great season i don't know if you no. remember in the, even in the minnesota game he hit two 60 yard field goals in a row after that. he's had a great season he only missed three extra points all season i even when i was watching the game that first touchdown i was like why is he so far over on the hash like it looked he almost looked like you couldn't see him he was like behind the the goalpost. So they're not going to cut him. He's going to kick this week. But it's like, do you sign another kicker and elevate him so you have backup just in case? Or are kickers so fucked up in the head where you're hit all of a sudden that's going to mess him up even more? Do you give him one? And if he misses it, it's two point conversions the rest of the way. Like, I would handle it like one of your. Um, fourth or fifth starters who are pitching in a playoff game. Um, Short leash. Where you let them you let them see if they can get through the lineup one or two times. If they face any runners on base, you pull them, and you go straight for the heavy hitters um, yep. with the gas out of the bullpen. So an analogy to spin that into what it means in football is you let him kick. You let him, if there's a field goal opportunity, you let him kick the field goal. If they yep. score, obviously he kicks the extra point. Yep. If it goes early, like it went in that Tampa game, go all out, yep. go for two, go for it on fourth and three, have some faith in this quarterback that you financially invested in. Kellen Moore is supposed to be this boy wonder. Have faith in him. Yep. Be aggressive. 
You're playing a team that's won 11 straight games. You're on the the underdog. You are facing the NFC favorite. Go for it. Play to win. It doesn't matter. Because if you're Mike McCarthy and it comes down to this and you lose because he can't make extra points, that's not on you. But if you keep putting him out there, then it is on you. And I don't think Kevin, you, Mike Tag, Jay Tuck, Cowboys fan talk, Rome. Like, I don't think any of you guys, if the season ended because you're going for, because you went for it on fourth and four from the 23 and you didn't get it, I don't think any of you are going to say, hey, uh, we really screwed up there. Like, we shouldn't nope. have done that. I think you'll be okay with that outcome. I it's would the, be. It's the invincible line. As long as I you're down be, there, you're down there. So yep. make the most. I would be much more angry if he missed two extra points. We added up fourth and three, but they went for a field goal instead, and he and missed the, it, and that's why we lost. Exactly. Yes, rather than – I don't know if you saw, too. I was kind of pumped when they went for it, the fourth down, and Great it was play that call. wide open to CD. Oh, but I love that Bones play. Fossil love walked bunches. over. Oh, I don't know how you just leave CD Lamb wide open like that. But um, Of all the guys to lose. Yeah, oh, God. But they uh, Bones Fossil walked over to McCarthy. And McCarthy's like, we're going for it. And then he smacked Kellen Moore on the ass. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I did see like the the uh Bones Fossil had like the headset off yeah. one ear. He's like, huh? Yeah. He had the dumbest looking face on. Fox and Mike McCarthy's just pretty much face. like, all right, get out of our face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We gotta figure out this fourth and three. Yeah. It's not even an option that we're kicking this field goal right now. And I think but I think we fair. knew like, it was coming too with the the third down play call kind of told you that they were gonna go for it on fourth down too. Yeah, it was smart. It was smart. Everything they did on, on Monday night was smart. I would suggest to do all that again. Just what you did. Would, yeah. Do it again. And that's our podcast. Yeah. And good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Cowboys, just do everything you did on Monday. I think it was kind of almost the, like, I saw it coming by a mile, that game. Because everyone's like, they look so bad in Washington. Dak was so bad. It's like, all right, he's going to come out and ball nah, out. I like, out. I didn't think he was going to be that yep. good. Like, I do believe that was his best game of his career. One top three for sure. Oh, Even if it wasn't like his 100%. best game ever, that was like his like defining moment of his career. Beating Brady on the road in the playoffs. Like, that is the default. Like, his rookie year, he went up to Lambeau. He won. He went to Pittsburgh. He won. Like, those are big wins, especially as a Regular rookie. season wins. Exactly. But this was his defining moment so far of his career. Now he has a chance to continue this quote-unquote legacy uh and do it in san francisco so looking forward now i think that's enough looking back except for a couple things jaron curse got hurt he's good to go yes. okay um, that was my i was gonna to have go. that question for you tonight yep uh he 100 says he's good to go micah i was very nervous as he was limping it was his shin those are so weird he's fine <laughs> yeah that was not good jason peters we don't know probably not more we know no, we know. Who cares? Like, come on. It's over. I don't know. Like, like this he was is just so, ridiculous. He was playing very well in the first half. I was very happy. No. No, he was. He was. If you Kevin. watch the tape. But. He was. But. The Cowboys coaching staff were asking him to do things that that man just can't do. They had him pulling. Like, just go. And he's like. I think he was just like my hip. I'm just not, I'm not doing that. I'm not pulling anymore. He's I would 40 just, years old. Yeah. He's like 40. Yeah. And my guy, Tyler Smith, was locked down again. He looked 
really, really good again. Uh, and he's a, he's a grown ass man, but um, so I think it's going to be Tyler Smith at left tackle and it's going to be Connor McGovern. Uh, Biotis came out healthy. So the line came out healthy. Um, Mike is good to go. Vander Esch was, was such a difference maker having him back in there. And then um, my guy, Izzy, Israel Mukwamu. I mean, I'm just going to, I mean, that was finally. the best part of, of watching that game is just being like, maybe we know what we're doing. Like there's these <laughs> moments, like we goof around so much that sometimes when these moments happen and you're like, Oh, the athletic, like six, three guy that we saying might be good as a slot corner might be good. Um, and like I those moments the... happen, you're like, wow, we might actually know what we're talking about. This is wild. I, I was the Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I was like, that's him. I did the same thing. He had the pass breakup on third yep. down and I was like, him that's the guy that's the guy we talked about <laughs> that's him i mean he's 6'4 215 runs a 446 he played corner in the sec Shocker. Uh, on the opposite side of jc horn so you know that's people pretty are much throwing everything that i try to do in these mock drafts that we do is just yeah. find the most athletic people in the sec that's my yeah. whole thing so um i i i'm very interested to see what the game plan is going to be because they also put Xavier Rhodes out there. And I don't know if you saw that. Mike, uh, Mike Evans just ran. Like, he can't run anymore. Mike Evans just literally just ran past him. So I don't think Xavier Rhodes is, is going to be much of the answer. Um, but like the inactives we're, and the we're, actives, we're getting into the problem. Yes. I'll let you go because I think we're getting into the nucleus of where things could go wrong. Yes. And so the actives and inactives on the defensive line and defense were very interested heading into this game, right? Like Neville Gallimore did not dress. Quentin Bohanna did not dress. Two of their staples, you could say, at the defensive tackle. Nashawn Wright did not dress, who has been starting at the at the CB2 and been playing a lot better than Kelvin Joseph. Um, so they 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 played a lot of four safeties out there, like we said with McQuamu, and then they really had Jonathan Hankins in there and and um, Oso Digizua because they needed to get up the middle. So I'm interested to see what changes because the Niners aren't the same team as the Bucks. They don't play the same way. So are some of those actives and inactives going to be different? Um, you have to worry about different kind of playmakers in this game, right? Debo Samuel is That's not Mike Evans. Understatement uh, of the Sages century um, right there. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk has been balling out as well. Um, it's scary. And I think the nucleus of the the one of my biggest fears heading into this game, Aiden, is Mike Shanahan. Obviously, is a genius. His run schemes are unbelievable. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I'm sorry. Um, our one cornerback just doesn't tackle. So, what do you think this run offense is going to target? They're going to run at Diggs. All game long. And if he doesn't it, figure out how to tackle or the the want to tackle, we have a big problem. And it's a team that it doesn't really matter what the what the uh, quarterback is. It's the it's the scheme, right? It's getting the ball out of their hands fast. They run a lot of bubble screens. They get the ball out of their hands to Christian McCaffrey in the flat very often. You know, it's it, they'll take some like Brock Purdy made some throws. He made some good deep, deep down the field and intermediate throws. But at the end of the day, this is the 49ers offense and it's getting playmakers into space. It's getting Debo to the outside. 
Think about how he scored his touchdown. It was 60 yards after the catch with Brandon Ayuk blocking downfield. This is who they are. So if the if if you're not ready to tackle on the outside, the game's over. And this second half of the season, what did we see was a big problem with the Cowboys defense? Tackling, missed tackles. Mm-hmm. They were tackling and people bringing people to the ground regularly in the first half. And then the second half, it just wasn't happening. But it looked like I, you know, I know, I know Tom Brady just looked like an ancient, like a fossil from Egypt the other night. And just it was bad. So bad. It was so bad. But I kind of saw like a different level. Right, the defense was a, was a lot of the issues causing for Brady to look so bad. Michael mm-hmm. looked like he brought it up a level. Leighton Vanderesh did. Everybody did. So they are they going to ratchet in. it up and tackle? Like, are they? Is Micah going to be able to? That's what I'm interested to see too. Is like, how are they going to play Micah? Is he going to be rushing Purdy, or is he going to be playing a little bit more off the ball linebacker because he's someone who can tackle, has size, and has speed to be able to take down someone like Debo Samuel or someone who we haven't even mentioned yet, George Kittle. It never ends. It's just name, a, name, a position. They have a weapon. I think at it, it. I, it's that's going to be Jaron curses. Uh, assignment. I be George Kittle. Man. He, I, he, last year he shut down. He actually did very well against Kittle in the playoff game. He shut down, um Kelsey like he play he plays very well on tight end so I believe that is going to be his assignment this week well I I believe it's his assignment it's this Purdy Kittle connection that is really taken off that it's 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 new and it's good so I think it's scary so we'll see oh it's I'm I'm terrified I really am at the same time of being cautiously optimistic which i hate which like you said they're gonna lose by three touchdowns so is now what i say in the intro it's the cautiously hopeful podcast podcast. um (laughs) we're back (laughs) so i'm i'm so interested to see what dan cook or dan cook jesus dan cook dan cook remember remember dan cook he's a great stand-up remember you ever seen the movie employee of the month oh yeah he was massive when i was in college like he was he was the the biggest he was the guy Oh, yeah, he was Kevin Hart, basically. Um, Dan Quinn, what he schemes up while he's going to be interviewing for the Colts and the Broncos this week as well, which I don't love. Hate. But I'm glad we got it out of the way during the bye week. Interview and get back to work. And come back. So I I think they're going to be ready. This is not the same Cowboys team as last year. I think they also... Every report from all the reporters on the planes were like they were happy on the plane, but it wasn't like a full time party. Like they next next up, like they got this revenge game out of the way, which was kind of like double revenge, right? They lost the opening game last year. They lost the opening game this year. They've never beaten Brady. Now they got him in the playoffs, and now they are on to San Francisco. The revenge game from like we said last year's playoff game. So. I think the defense is going to be ready. I think the defense is going to is going to come to play. I'm not saying they are going to shut out the Niners because it's not going to happen. But who can you have to contain someone, right? You have to if it's Kittle, if it's Samuel, if it's Ayuk, if it's CMC. Like they all can't click. You have yep. to take at least one to two away and then try and contain the other two. Yep. 
<laughs> which is That's... like famous last words. But I, I almost think it's like let McCaffrey do whatever he wants and make sure that Debo doesn't yeah. hit the home run or make sure Ayuk doesn't hit the home run and trust curse against Kittle and just pressure Purdy as much as you can. Yes. Which is which is the other thing that so it's like you have to pressure Purdy, aka you need Micah rushing. But at the same time, I feel like Micah on trying to stop those short passes that he takes at six yards is going to be big for Micah too. So if we could just clone Micah and make yep. 10 more of him, we'll be in good We're position. Good. We're good. Hey, maybe that'll be Israel McQuamu with his 4-4 speed and 6-4-215. Maybe he's going to going to try and be a weapon on him, but we'll see. Um, on to the offense. I mean, Kellen Moore called, I think, his best game he's ever called this past week. Like we said, Dak played arguably his best game. They CD were Lanzen so clicking. locked in with, with where to go with the ball on each play. Just, especially uh-huh. at the beginning of the game. The first two drives, I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, this is going to be over by halftime. <laughs> but locked in, 11 straight. Cowboys postseason record. So... They need to keep those things rolling, but at the same time, against this Niners defense, against this Niners pass rush with Nick Bosa, you're going to have to try and establish the run somewhat, and that has to be through Tony Pollard. And again, it seems like they must listen to this podcast. They finally seem to have have done that. They know because every time they give Zeke the ball, it almost looks like they're just like giving up on the down. Like, okay, well, we'll just take one yard here. It's a it's a classic phase out. So I, they're quiet quitting on Zeke. Yes. Yes. And that's fine. And I think Zeke is okay with it. Cause I think he's tired anyway. Um, so the offense has to run through Pollard and it has to run through Dak. And I don't care who Dak's throwing to, whether it's T Y CD or Gallup. That's probably pretty much it. No. And with the wide receiver core, but, they need to keep getting the tight ends involved. Schultz was a monster against Tampa Bay. Ferguson, the rookie, had one amazing 37-yard catch and run. So I feel like the tight ends, the run game, are going to help open up CD in the long pass game, the 20 yards plus. The offensive line just needs to hold up, Aiden. They held up great last week against the, the Bucks mm-hmm. pass rush, but, I mean, this is sort of a, a different animal here with, with Nick Bosa, arguably the defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> lot, so we'll uh, see. Lot different. Lot different. Plus, um, linebacker-wise, Fred Warner is might be the best linebacker in the game. So, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit different. But at the same time, you're right. Like, if, if Dak's that locked in, just you just have to keep him upright and then let him cook. Yep. Um, and let, let Power do what he does. I don't know if you saw it. He, he made nine guys miss. In the game on Monday night, that was just that. That just took this long. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. It's just well, it's perfect time for him to make his money. Um, <laughs> which oh, yeah. the Cowboys to are gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna just draft the the rookie out of uh, Texas, <laughs> the running back out of yeah. Texas, which will John be a Robinson. big problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. Um, so I, you know. Let Dak cook, but at the same time, you ha- you have to establish a run because you also. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. You got to keep Brock Purdy off the field as much as possible, right? You don't. You <laughs> imagine wanna... telling yourself that two months ago. I, I can't believe I'm saying I'm more scared of Brock Purdy than than I was of Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, hundred percent. 
Well, like, I can't believe we're at that point in life. Yep. So, it, I, you know, I'm not going to give a prediction. Maybe I'll, we'll do a, a live or something later. I just, Listen, because I, I it's only Wednesday night. The wheel may force you to. Yeah. So <laughs> you may have to. Um, I think I really do think it's going to be a good game. I, I don't think either team is going to run away with this. I don't think the Niners are going to win it 41 13 or, or anything like that. I, you know, for the most part in the last 20 years, every Cowboys playoff game has, has come down to the final possession one way or the other. Um, this week, obviously, it didn't, but I think it's going to, it's going to be one of those type games. Maybe Brock Purdy finally makes a mistake. Diggs baits yeah. him, throws a throws a big pick. Mike uh, comes around the edge, sack fumble like that. I feel like one of those type moments. That's what the Cowboys need to win this game. They need a sack fumble. They need a big pick. Something like that. I think is going to be the way the defense is going to have to contribute into the scoring or into the into the um oh my god what am i trying to say here position field like field scoring? position sorry like, into the field position battle yeah. like they need to give dak and the cowboys multiple two to three short fields in this game i i totally agree because i think the the 49ers have that propensity to have those long sustained drives and stay on the field and then all of a sudden you don't have the ball and it's like all right well doesn't matter how good, how locked in Dak Prescott is. If the, if the drive lasts seven, eight minutes for the 49ers, it doesn't matter because they're yep. you, you can't get them the ball. So I do agree that flipping the field position is is key. That means you're getting them off the field and yep. in a hurry. Yep. So it's another game on grass. I know we, we had the whole thing. Could the Cowboys win Great on grass? Stat. They just did. They just did. One on grass. So Maher, I hope he's, he's out of his own head. Um, I hope Kellen Moore continues to trust himself. Dan Quinn... I hope continues to try and put his legacy on before he leaves for a head coaching spot, um, which I, I think Indianapolis is a better spot than Denver if he has his choice, but we shall see on Sunday. It also does suck that the Cowboys are coming off such a short week compared to the Niners playing on Saturday, but Cowboys oh, yeah. seem to do good on short rest weeks. But we'll see. You guys never play Thursday, so twice Thursday this year. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving doesn't count. Can you play at home? And then they and then they played the uh, the Titans. We played the most Thursday road games. Fun fact. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I'd like a banner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want two banners. Played a lot of road <laughs> Thursday games. Also, won a Super Bowl. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for this year. Well, your road uh, to the Super Bowl right now goes through Philly. So let's talk about Philadelphia, South Philadelphia on Saturday night. I will be in South Philadelphia on Saturday night in the stands. I am going to the game. I will be there. I have my ticket. I am ready to go. I am very excited. I am very excited for the scenario that the Eagles are in. I don't think you could have asked for a better situation if you would have told any Eagles fan in September that the road to the Super Bowl would be to win two games, one versus Daniel Jones and the other one versus Brock Purdy. Knock on wood. Sorry. Just look at the scenario. I think they would have signed up for that 101 times out of 100. Daniel Jones at home. Brock Purdy at home, Super Bowl is the end of that. Come on. Like, this is it. 
this is it. And I'm so at peace with this because if they lose to the Giants, who admittedly, like I thought they were very impressive last week. If they lose to this Giants team, then it wasn't meant to be. Like they just weren't the team that we thought that they were. On paper, they are more talented and every single position. There is a reason that they scored 48 points on this team less than a month ago. This is it. This is a moment for this team. Like you cannot be afraid of this moment whatsoever. This is a dream scenario to be in if you're the Eagles. Like you wouldn't want to have it any other way. No, you wouldn't. And it's uh you I think you would also love to bury your very close in division rival as well. Um, in the playoffs, send them packing, send them home. So I think that's also something you'd you'd want to sign up for. But I don't know. Daniel Jones has been a little bit different lately, so I don't think it's the Daniel Jones of of Joe Judge's era. Oh no, that well, we're talking about. <laughs> I will get us in trouble again if we go back to that era. But no, I think he was. I we talked about Dak having his best game ever. I thought Daniel Jones played the best game of his yes. entire career in yes. the playoffs. The utilization of his legs early was a yep. key to that game because I don't know if it caught the Vikings off guard or what. Um, but then I think they started, he got into a rhythm because of that. And he threw yep. for over 300 yards and they got Saquon involved in the passing game as well. And he was just on time on target again and again and again. Yep. And uh, that's what allowed them to win the game. So you're right. Like this is not the Daniel Jones where we were thinking he's just this goofball. It'll be four years and they're done. He'll get a contract extension. It was the best game that he played, but come on. Like we thought like every stat, like, they talk about the Giants being hot. Well, they beat the 29th ranked defense in the entire league. Like they weren't me and you. We talked about this. We goof around all the time, but we kind of know what we're talking about. Yep. No, they the Vikings were not fooling us. They were not that good of a team. So yeah, they looked good against the 29th ranked offense or 29th ranked defense in the league. In the league, and they were a playoff team with a negative point differential. Like okay, yeah, they looked good against them. I'll do it against Hassan Reddick chasing after you. Like, yeah, utilize Daniel Jones in the run game. That was a great decision by them against the Vikings. Now do it with Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick chasing them down. Like, this is just different. It's just different, and we should be excited for the moment that we're in because even if, like I keep saying, even if we lose, it is a total look in the mirror failure by us. Like, there's no yep. – you didn't leave it up to destiny. It wasn't a bouncier there. It wasn't – we were just not ready for the moment. And you just have to yep. look in the mirror and be like, we failed. And that's it. And I think I can be at peace with that. Aside from if Jalen Hurts lands on his shoulder on the third play of the game. That'd be the only thing that would hold me back. I'd be like, this was this failed because of something totally out of our control. So I just in the the I'm I'm gonna go like a squirrel brain just like you, where I have just like so many thoughts. But let's start here. The because th- there's so many things that point to the Eagles. And there's like every way you look at it, just like, oh, the Giants did this. So it'll be tough for the Eagles. Let's start with the three wins against the same team thing. Okay. Week 18 was a preseason game. Yeah, we won the game. They, they didn't play any of their starters. But we, we, were, we didn't design any runs for Jalen Hurts. Nope. It was a preseason vanilla plan to yep. win the game and don't get injured. That was it. Yep. I don't know if you really count that. And then on top of that, the stats really just didn't like – back up the fact that it's hard to beat the same team. The, the Cowboys so, did it against the Eagles in, I think it was 2009, 2010, against Michael Vick. They literally beat them 
in the regular season, the last game of the regular season, and then the following week in the playoffs. Yep, it was Donovan McNabb, but yes, it was. It was, was it uh, you're I correct, thought, uh, it was three times. I thought Vic played. No, I'm pretty sure that was the game where uh, Donovan McNabb came out doing the air guitar. Hmm. And then okay. we lost. That was the playoff yeah. game, and then we lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm looking. Our friend Lance Meadow had a lot of great tweets on this. I'm trying to find what he said about the uh, about the Giants thing. Um, just basically that talking about them being hot. Well, this was this was last week because I think a lot of people are like, "Wow, it's recency bias, right?" Like we all do it. Yep. Uh, like the Vi- like they beat the Vikings and we saw them beat the Vikings. So now it's like, wow, they looked really good in that game. Well, that was their first win all season against an NFC playoff team. They lost us twice. They lost to you twice. They lost to Seattle. They had lost to Minnesota in the regular season. That was like their first win Washington. against the playoff team. They, yeah. Um, it was their first win of the Daniel Jones era against a team that's won 12 or more times in a season. Wow. This is a team that has one quality win. And it came last week. So, yeah, it came at the right time. But, again, you take your chances 100 times out of 100 against this team. Yes. And it's, I, you, you, I think it's also a team that's playing above their heads right now. Like, you, you yes. speak of not ready for the moment. Like, this is definitely a team you and I thought, okay, when they hired Dable, like, he's going to get this team in order. Neither of us thought it was going to be this fast. But Mm-mm. you start to – like that, that's only going to take you so far. Like this, that kind of mojo and that kind of is not going to take you to and win the Super Bowl unless no. you have Nick Foles. But no, <laughs> yeah, kidding. that was correct. an actual good team. That, that team around them was incredible. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, in high school, they always have those shirts when you're doing off season workouts and it's, it's about the team, the team, the team. And it's yeah. always like, one team, uh, hard one work dream. beats talent when talent yeah. doesn't work hard. Yeah, that's what you say when you don't have as much talent as somebody else. Yeah, I feel like the I'll Giants the are kind of at that. Yeah, you take the talent, yeah. <laughs> right? That's why Alabama has a million yeah. five stars they win it. Yeah, guess, they have talent. <laughs> guess what? Our our quarterback's five foot four, 113 pounds, but he works really hard. No, I'll go take the six five, did all 215 the sophomore who can sling it. But, okay, but yeah, it's it's the myth. Talent yeah. or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't yeah. work hard. Well, but he in this but scenario, he was in his car time, with his girlfriend instead of reading reading the playbook. Okay, I'll who still, cares? I'm, I'm going with him. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes people are just born more athletic than other people. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna take my chances that AJ Brown is better than Richie James and Devontae yes. Smith might be better than Isaiah Hodges. And I thought Hodges was incredible. But I think I'll just take my chances. You know, <laughs> I think so, I'll, I'm just going to have to believe in those guys. Just the talent might be better. So the biggest I, myth in the world, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's true to an extent. And then you face real talent. And I feel like we're kind of hitting that point for the Giants. And I feel bad hammering them because we like Dable. We like where they're at. But I just don't know. Like this, this needs to this, be a win. This just needs hard. to be a win. So talent, hard work, not so much talent, more talent, but they work hard. They're the underdog. This kind of reminds me of the national championship. What happened when TCU, the really work-harding underdog, ran into the talent? (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, TCU, real gritty. They, they returned all these people. They have a new coach, yeah. and he and invested in a new culture in the program. Well, Georgia take your ass over like, from Georgia and get along like the rest of us. Like, did you see off. they were eating? Did you see they were eating wings on the sideline in the third oh, quarter? Yeah, they, the the score got worse when they brought the backups in. I just and that I felt that they oh god, but that's yeah. the kind of that's right there what we're you know that is that is along the lines of what I'm trying to get to. It's not going to be 65 to 7. I do think it's going to be a close game. But it's going to be one of those games where the Giants are playing their fourth road game in the past 5 weeks. It's their third straight road game. We know the statistics of how hard it is to win the third straight. A la the Eagles playing against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. We talked about it. Then they're playing on a short week um, on the road in Minnesota Sunday and then on the road in Philadelphia on Saturday. Like it just feels like there's a talent gap to begin with. And then they have to work extra hard yep. on less rest with more road games. And it just all boils down to the Eagles, if they execute, should win this game. And I don't expect yes. it to be a blowout in any sense, but I do expect this and uh, like need this to be a win like there's no excuse us like i said aside from a jalen hurts lands on his shoulder can't throw something like that there's no excuse for this to be a loss so i i saw that the the giants have not won in philly since 2013 um they haven't they have not won since 2013 in philadelphia the official calling our game the eagles are 13 and one when he uh, officiates our games like you name a stat it backs the eagles yeah it, it does um the the question i have for you and you you mentioned sweat you mentioned hurts how how healthy is this team i feel like they are getting healthy is sweat good to go is lane good to go i don't yep. think maddox is ready to go um nope. but everybody else is good to go uh so Everybody is good to go. There is one that I'm a little bit worried about, and it's not one that you would expect. So Avante Maddox, yes, he's out. So you'll probably see uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson in the slot again, Reed Blankenship, who is hilarious to me. He's going to have like a closing tackle on Saquon. I'm <laughs> once again going to be mesmerized. I know why we're all mesmerized. It goes without saying. But then, you know, but then Epps is going to come a in. certain and... thing. Epps is going to yeah. come in and just hit him with his head for no Dive reason. I bomb with his head every single <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, it's unreal that he does that. Um, so uh, Avante Maddox is the only one that's not going to go. The one that I'm worried about, and it was the one you would never expect, Aaron Sipos, our punter, actually got hurt against the Giants on mm -hmm. the away game, uh, is not back yet. He expected to play, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. So I don't know if they're just waiting, and mm -hmm. I don't really know if you need to practice when you're a punter. Feel like maybe you might be able to just come out and kick on Have game they day. Signed a practice squad guy or anything? We've had Brett Kern and he hasn't been good. So that's you know like when you're in these playoff games, we talk about details matter. If I've yeah. had an issue with the Eagles, it's sometimes that they they mess up on the small details. So that's a small detail that may not um may not go our way. Saturday, so, it's not going to rain or anything. Okay. No, it's clear condition. Oh, trust me, I'm going to be out there for twelve hours. I made sure that's going to rain. <laughs> Um, so, but uh, yeah, Lane's so good it, to go that one. Yep. He sounded on the Pat McAfee show that he was good to go. He was at practice today. Uh, Linville Joseph ended up on the injury report and I didn't remember that with a calf, but he was back at practice. So it's full go again. It's just like, this is your team. This is a yep. team that won 13 games before Jalen got hurt and Lane got hurt. 
and they were 13 and one. Yep. So you take your chance. I, 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 I feel like I start to be a broken record because it's just like every week I'm like, yeah, if they're healthy, I'll take my chances against them yep. and put an X on, uh, put X across the field and I will take my chances. Yep. Like I just feel that way again and again. And we're here. I'm very excited. I'm nervous. Like you're nervous with everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be a disaster for me if we lost at home to the giants and you guys beat the 49ers. Like that would be a disaster, but yep. so there's nerves, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like excited. Like this is such a talented team. We just need to remember how talented they are. That, that was me last week on Monday. Like this would be just be such a disaster yeah. if the Cowboys are one and done and the Eagles and giants are both in the divisional round. Oh, yeah, but then you remembered that you're playing an eight and nine team, and you won twelve games and played part yep. of the season without your quarterback. And you're like, huh? Maybe this roster is as talented as we thought. Yep, yep. yep. And it's kind exactly. of like the 49ers, the same thing. Like he still is a rookie. This is the biggest game he's ever played in his life. There's going to be mm-hmm. pressure. Might he make a mistake? There's something so, about that kid, though. There is. Oh yeah, I've loved him when he was thrown to Xavier Hutchinson over there in Iowa State. Oh. If you if you did not bet on Brocktober at Iowa, at Iowa State, you were not a college football gambler. I, I believe you and I previewed a couple Iowa State games when we were on the radio station. On I think on, uh, we did. Winners. We had Iowa State, didn't we? We definitely did. We talked we about Brock Purdy to Xavier Hutchinson. It was my favorite name duo combination in the NF in the uh, NCAA. Yeah, we both had Iowa State. We had the Brocktober yep. thing. I forget who they played, yep. but we called it. That was like one of our locks of the week, and they covered. Yep. yep. They won. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. So, this kid's not sneaking up on us. No, no. <laughs> we see kid. you, Brock. Although, I, I'll be honest. Like, if uh, I grew up on like losing to Jake DeLome, and uh, who was the Rich Gannon, was like the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we lost, I, I can absolutely see like brock purdy coming into the lincoln and nfc championship game and, oh, and losing to brock purdy and spending the rest of my life saying i can't believe we lost a freaking brock purdy in an yep. nfc championship game like i can see that happening <laughs> i just it blows it blows my mind that there is a there still is a legitimate i don't know how legitimate but a legitimate shot for the dallas cowboys to host the nfc championship game if you if you if we win, win and the giants and win. we lose yeah, you know, that's that. Remember, I was like, oh, well, I'm nervous. You know, that'd be that'd be the worst. That would be the absolute worst. If the if Giants play the Cowboys, in. Jay talks Straba Cabarita. I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm would, not gonna be well. Is, question is, would you be watching that game? Yes. No, I wouldn't be alive. Okay. I will haunt you guys from the afterlife. You'd be dead. I would, I would, I would watch the game, but I, the Cowboys would win that game. So, but the question is, so would you, so Giants win on Saturday night? Would you die yep. then, or would you wait until after the Cowboys beat the Niners and then die? Then die after the Cowboys okay. Niners. Game. Okay. Okay. Then I die. Makes more sense. Yeah, I wouldn't make it to work Monday morning. I'd be on a live. Makes sense. So yeah. Um. Then I, I would be the biggest Chiefs fan in the world. Yeah. No. No Bills. You made it to this. I think the Chiefs are. Yeah, I, I do too. We'll we'll save it for the wheel, but yeah. there's nothing that to either of those teams. And it changes week to week in playoffs, you know. Yep. Like we scored yep. 15 points in the divisional round against the Falcons, and it took a ball off of a knee for to get our offense going. And then Nick Foles had two of the most incredible performances in quarterback history in the NFL. And they put up 41 you know, and 38. Just, so 
couldn't get the ball to Julio Jones in his prime in the red zone for straight plays. Still just the most ridiculous thing to cut off half the field and then come back the following year and do the same thing to start the season. Just unbelievable. Um, One last, I have a, I have like a a little game plan, like X's and O's kind of strategy thing. So in week 18, Wink Martindale, a defensive coordinator for the Giants, he was doing like a a six-year-old playing Madden and doing engage eight and just kind of bringing the house a lot, bringing pressure right up the middle against Jalen Hurts, making him make decisions quickly, get the ball out of his hands quickly, limiting his ability to run. Now, that I thought was a pretty effective strategy and slowed down Mm -hmm. the offense. Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out, one, if they go back to that strategy. And then, two, I think the Eagles are more ready for that strategy this time, first and foremost. So it'll be similar to when they were trying to get the ball out of his hands quick because they knew Michael was coming. Yep. So it was those quick kind of not pick plays, but, you know, get AJ Brown in open space, get Devonte easily um, yep. and stuff like that. And then obviously part of the reason for the success of that strategy from the giants is Jalen wasn't running. So he's not on the injury report. He's going to be running. It's a little bit different. So I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how that, like that's, I think that's the chess match of the day is, yes. is how they line up. And if they go back to that, just like, you know, we're, we're, we're burning the boats. We're just storming, burn the boats. We're storming. There's no way back because if, if the blitz doesn't get home, it's, it's AJ Brown 40 yards the other way. Um, and I'm interested to see if they go back to that and how the, the Eagles counter it this time if they do. And I think frustrating Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be big for you guys. Obviously, he's a home. He's a he's a game wrecker. But I feel like he's also a guy that the switch can can flip and he can get very pissed and almost take himself out of the game. Make him think. Make him yes. think. Make yep. him a thinker. And you can do that in this offense. Obviously, yep. with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. Yep. <laughs> he scores a touch. This bit is getting oh, out of control. God. He scores a playoff touchdown against the Giants. But having that read option capability, yep. we'll see. And we'll see where they line him up. We'll see the effectiveness of Lane Johnson right away. Because if this is the Lane Johnson that we know about, that'll frustrate you, dealing with him in general. I- I could see them attacking him a little bit the way that the Eagles attacked Micah in the first game. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sort of just like neutralize that. him in a way. It's like, go right don't even let him. him get close. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And make, make him the decision maker, put him on yep. his heels and say, are you going to crash on Miles Sanders or are you going to stay with Jalen? And or, if you stay okay. with Jalen, is there a tight end standing behind you by himself? Or is there, there's AJ Brown right there twice or yeah exactly or did they cross and now aj brown is standing there because your guy got picked off they got a miscommunication two people are staying with dallas goddard your linebackers have sucked the whole year covering tight ends tj hawkinson had 10 receptions for 129 yards and now they can't cover they're they either overemphasizing goddard and aj brown's open or there's the same old same old and goddard's gonna have nine receptions for two touchdowns like this terrifying. is terrifying this is the chess met this is what, this is what i'm saying like this is come on Terrifying. You gotta win this game. Yep. Yeah, just terrifying. So I, I would say you are comfort comfortably confident, but at the same time it's, being it's, cautious. Cautiously comfortably yeah, comfortably cautious. confident. Yeah, comfortably comfortably confident. Is, like there's no I'll never be cocky. Uh, well, that's not true, but I just like not I can see a world in which they lose this game. 
But we would have. I could to also see a world in which they win big. I really yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's you, you just you know if they lose how it'll go. It's because they shot themselves in the foot. Yes, and I can yep. make peace if if they if they screw themselves. I think I can. I'll obviously be mad and upset, but I'll be like, "There's nothing else to blame. It is us." Yep. So I think psychologically, this is where you want to be. I think this was yep. the best possible scenario to be in. I couldn't agree more for you, unfortunately. And I think the Cowboys are. If you're gonna if you're gonna go do the thing, you might as well go through. Yeah, do it now and and go through your foes, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to have to go. You went through Tom Brady you've never beaten in Tampa, who's beaten you twice. Now you got to go against the team that took you out in the playoffs and, and crushed your soul last year. And then after that, if you win that game, you might have to go through your biggest rival. So, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it big. Do so, it big. Go all out. Yeah. Here we go. I agree. We're here. Guess we're what? Here. Do it big and go all out is what we're doing next week. If there's an Eagles Cowboys NFC championship. I don't know if my, I already told my wife, like she's going to have to go to her parents house with the kid. I hope you like uh caffeine because you're not. No, sleeping. It's, no it's, I hope Vince likes caffeine because we're not sleeping. <laughs> I already told her too this week because uh, Emma goes to sleep at, we'd like, I give her the bottle around six thirty, six forty five, And she, I said, yeah, um, I will not be involved in bedtime on Sunday because the game starts at six thirty. So have fun. I'll make sure I I'll take care of her Saturday night when the Eagles start. Be that way. Got it. That's that's what a marriage is all about. Yep. All right. Trade off. One for one. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Let's uh let's hit this TikTok. You have a new idea, and then uh, then we'll get out of here and start uh, resting up for the weekend. Yep. So TikTok for the week, we're gonna spin the wheel. So. Here's what we're going to do. Spin the wheel. Whichever game lands on, one of us will give a prediction. Who will win and why? You ready for me to spin? Please. I'll go. So there's four games total, so I'll just go first. Okay. I will, uh, since we usually do that to begin with, if that's okay with you. So yep. I will, uh, I'll spin it. I know you can't see it on my screen, so you just have to take my word for it on who it will you. be. All right. So let's spin it here. Let's see what our first game will be. I got Chiefs Jags, which is fitting. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're going in chronological order. Yep, so there you go. Chiefs Jags to start. I think it's the Chiefs. It's always been the Chiefs. We've talked about this on the show for quite some time. I would see this game One, being close two, until three. the end. Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> this game, I can see a situation where this game is close until the end. The Jaguars are one of those teams who are like, they don't realize that they're not supposed to be there, but in the end it's Patrick Mahomes and it's the chiefs and it's always going to be that way. So I I would not be shocked if it's going to come a time where either the Jags get up early or the they're close late. And we're like, Oh, what if they pull us off? And then we're like, Oh yeah, it's the chiefs. These things don't happen against them. Chiefs. All right. Let's see which one you've got. I'm going to remove that. So there's three left and we're going to spin the wheel again. Wheel of death. And you have, the other AFC matchup, you've got Bills Bengals. So I think this is this is the obviously the game that that didn't happen that's going to happen. Um, Josh Allen's been scaring me a little bit with the the turnovers, the recklessness. But I think the Bills and the Chiefs are on a collision course for a repeat of the AFC Championship or the uh, 
excuse me, the divisional round game that we had last year between the two of them. I think the Bengals luck is going to wear out a little bit um, at the end. I think it's going to be really close, but I think the bills are going to find a way to win this game. I mean, you saw the way the Bengals won that game with a 98 yard uh, run back of a fumble. Now you could say, well, they're just going to continue with this good trend, just like they did last year. I just don't know. I think we've been talking about it. We've been thinking about it. Bills chiefs all off season, all season. I think the bills find a way to make that happen. Let's remove this. And guess what? We got, Two teams that we uh, are two games that? that we've been talking about quite a bit here. So let's see which How one about I've got. that. Oh, this is perfect. I got Cowboys 49ers. <laughs> so that means you end up with Eagles Giants. I couldn't have worked out any better. Perfect. Cowboys 49ers. I think this will be the most entertaining game of the weekend. I think it'll be similar to last year where it comes down to the wire. I do think as good as the 49ers defense has been, but the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, who's been playing with insane levels of confidence, will continue that. I think they'll be able to move the ball, utilize Tony Pollard, and score on the 49ers. But At the end of the day, I think the 49ers just have too many weapons. It's like playing whack-a-mole. When one pops up and you try to stop that, then another one pops up. You try to slam down on George Kittle, well, then Christian McCaffrey pops up. And I think that gets exhausting for 60 minutes. So I have the 49ers in a close game. The Eagles and the Giants. I think this game is also also going to sort of mirror what the Cowboys and Bucks game was. And what I mean is a little too caffeinated in the beginning of the game where both offenses are a little, little jittery. Jalen's, you know, this is his first big, big time, big time game in Philly. I'm not even going to count the Tampa Bay game last year. His first playoff game in Philly. It's a night game, right? He's, he's coming off the injury. I think he's going to be a little jittery. I think Daniel Jones will be as well. Maybe the Giants keep it early, a little bit close, but it's always one of those games where like, all right, well, the Eagles are going to turn this around. And then in the second half, I think the Eagles win this game by at least two touchdowns. Uh, we'll see. I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised and happy if we do. So that's it for tonight's show. I think we're both fired up for this weekend. Last weekend was some pretty good football. Get another weekend of it with some really, really good teams, really evenly matched teams across the AFC and the NFC. And subscribe now because the next time we talk to you, we might be doing an Eagles-Cowboys NFC Championship preview. And ladies and gentlemen, I hate doing this. I hate the num- putting a number on it, but we have to. There's only seven NFL games left this season. You have to enjoy it. You have to watch. Soak it all in. Because in February 21st, ah, it's my daughter's one-year birthday. Besides that day, because I'll be celebrating that day. If your team didn't win the Super Bowl, you're going to be in misery. Waiting for what? Okay, basketball's on. Okay, hockey's on. You're going to be waiting for the NCAA tournament and pitchers and catchers. And that can only give you so much. doesn't give you what football gives you. So enjoy these last seven games. And subscribe, rate, listen, watch anywhere podcasts are. That's where we are. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter. Hey, next week at this time. We'll see. We we'll see. See, it could be the NFC Championship game brought to you by Birds vs. Boys. <laughs>